Hip-hop luminary Wyclef Jean is on tour in support of his current album, The Carnival 3. I got a chance to speak with Wyclef about his new album, and we also spoke about racial tension in Haiti and in the United States. I've been on the road, you've been sitting home. I've been on the gold, you've been holding on. I'm a rock and roll, would you come along? Pop it, gain a bowl, watch me overflow. Look, I'ma take it again to Haiti, and I'ma stop by the wood when I jump up in the coop, I go crazy. I be pulling up blue Audi A3. You have a song with John Wick and Kodak Black called Haiti. And while many of our pioneers kind of shun this new generation of artists, here you are embracing them. What's your take on the generational divide that surrounds hip-hop? Well, it shouldn't be a divide, right? Because you got to understand, like, Kodak, they're like my nephews, you know what I'm saying to you? Keep in mind, like, when we was coming up in the 90s and we was doing music, the older generation... If you can recall, I remember like even like Cameo, he had a song like Word Up, all you sucker DJs think you're cool, it gets the house, you know, looking like fools, give us music, we can use it, you know what I'm saying? Because there was like, we're not doing music. There was like, you know what I'm saying? You and now hip hop's the biggest form of music in the world, you know? So I think that when my daughter is 13 years old and she's singing Kodak Black Transporter, I should be paying attention. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you should really be missing out on it. And for me, I had did an EP called Juve. And when I put the EP out, there was a song called Lady Haiti. Kodak Black took that song and he posted on his Instagram and he's dancing with his mom, right? So even when a generation could be like, oh, when's the next Fuji album? Then you got these kids that are all up on the new Y Clef music. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Jay-Z now. I'm like, you want to listen to my old stuff? It's there. I love it, you know? But you got to keep transforming generation after generation, you know? I dig it. (laughs) Now, sticking with that song, Haiti, your verse speaks to your humble beginnings coming up in a village in Haiti. What did that experience teach you, and what has it done for you in your path in life to come from that? I mean, it just made me strong, you feel me? Like, I come from a small village, come from nothing. I use my, my example for the youth. Like, coming up, at the end of the day, you shouldn't have an excuse. Because if I come from this village, no electricity, no water, no nothing, taking a donkey to school and I'm here, you should use that as an example to let you know that anything that you that you want to do is possible. So my verse in that record was not to show them, like, you know, the Wyclef of today, you know what I'm saying, the man i become, but how I started to get to where I got to. My life... Started out in a small village. I hate dirt from the floor, homie, no kidding. Yeah. I ain't had no kitchen, grandma said, pray to Christ. Yeah. This Jesus baby barely had a bag of rice. Whoosh. I've been through hell and back. I feel heaven's love. Yeah. I shook the hand of the devil. It felt like lava gloves. Yeah. Looking back, I was raised in the West Side story. The glory now, Carnival 3 is the current album, and it's Carnival 3, the fall and rise of a refugee. There's a juxtaposition of the traditional phrase, which is usually the rise and the fall. Tell me why you wanted to turn that on its head. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like Confucius, the philosopher says, it's not what you do when you're down, but what you do when you get back up, you feel me? So I feel that with our generation and the way that we're moving, unified, we're stronger. And I want kids to know it's okay to fall, but it's not not what you do when you fall, but it's what you do when you rise. What I really appreciate about you, Clef, is that you're always paying homage to not just your own roots, but the culture itself. Can you talk about the song that you also, uh, where you reference what it's been like to come from where you come from? I'm speaking about Thank God for the Culture, where you have this very clever way 
of name checking just classic albums and lines and artists if it wasn't for the culture they probably had me doing 32 summers thank god oh. In 1996, they had their reasonable doubts. And then we settled the score as soon as we came out. All eyes on we. I was slim and I was killing her. It was written that the kid would be infinite. And the beats and the rhymes gave me life. Many, many, many nights they tried to get me for my ice. Thank God for the culture of this song. It's like my homage to hip hop. And, you know, like, um, Common had the record. You know, I used to love her, you know what I mean? And that's sort of like my just wordsmith of saying, like, if it wasn't for this culture, you know, we'd probably be doing 32 summers. And I reference that because, you know, I got family that's either deported, I got family that's locked up, that's in prison. I got people that didn't get a break. And I'm like, yo, thank God for this culture. Like, let's not forget, like, what hip-hop culture has done for us as a whole. You know, it has completely provided an opportunity for both like kids within the suburbs and kids in the rural areas to find new avenues of making money, this is a great thing. You mentioned having family, some of which have been deported. Considering your own origin story and how you came to this country at the age of 10 from Haiti, what do you make of our country's current stance on immigration and how we handle refugees? You know, we definitely have to be more sensitive because we're, this is a country of immigrants, you know what I mean? So. No one is crazy saying, like, yo, it should not be laws. No one is saying create a failed state, you know. But at the end of the day, the reason we are the way we are, like, think about it. Like, if I was dependent on the era I was born, I could have been a DACA baby. And so what would that have been like? Okay, also, I could have been somebody who was, who was stuck in Haiti. And because of the laws, I could never get in, right? Or I have family members that came over on boats, and some of them made them to the Miami shores, right? I remember there was a time where they would work with the refugees, you know, like just make sure they have water, make sure they have, you know, before they would send them back, they would find out if they're fleeing from political asylum. All of these things we used to do it as Americans, you know what I'm saying to you? And I feel all a lot of that is falling to the, the waste crack. You've been very clear and upfront with your ties to Haiti and, and the politics going on over there and certainly some of the racial violence that's happened and plagued that area in recent years. What do you make of that and the attention the U.S. pays to what's taking place in your homeland? Well, I mean, I always say, you know, failed policies, you know, and it's not just Haiti. If you look at parts of the Caribbean, parts of Africa, parts of the Middle East, parts of Europe do just fail policies, you know what I'm saying to you? And in order to move forward, we really have to have a real awakening on what we're going to do. So I always encourage people, don't think about the president for a second or the prime minister of your country. Think of the House of Representatives or the parliament, because these are the people that you send out to represent you. So if you sit back and you're constantly complaining and you basically are not participating who your mayor is going to be, who your congressman is going to be, who's going to, um, then you're going to always have a, a recycle of the same thing. Raised with the zoos on the block, drum roll with the band in my socks, twin black, aimed at the ops. Another one in the box. I told my whole gang they gotta meet me early. Told
Let's take it back to some music. You're working on a project called Wyclef Goes Back to School. The teacher always learning. I love it. You have a single called Saka Fet featuring Maura Mack. Tell us about Maura Mack. Who is she and how was she chosen? So the project Wyclef Got to School is featuring Maura Mack and Kofi Black. Maura is the girl doing the ad-libs on the track, and she went to USC. So this whole mixtape is going to be a blend of me recruiting college kids throughout America that I feel are the next up that has super talent, and maybe they got 10 views. So effing what? That's how the Fuji's got discovered. We, we have one view, you know what I mean? A hundred people passed on us. So this idea of this mixtape is if you hear the first single, which is called Stock Out Fair, which means what's good, what's good in the hood, what's going on, it's going to be an eclectic sound once again. There will be a lot of discovery on this tape, like a lot of, oh, did we miss this? How come we missed that? Um, and an opportunity for university kids throughout all of America to shine. The reason why it's called Why Clef Goes Back to School, the teacher never stopped learning, right? So I'm from the era where we had the MPC, the SP-1200, the Pro Tools. Now we're in the era with the Aperton, the Fruity Loops, <laughs> the Logic, right? And all of this software being converted into plugins now. So once again, why Clef back to school, cutting tracks from my computer back to the hardware. Hip-hop has always been a youth movement, a youth culture, but for the most part, that's primarily because it was so new, we didn't have anybody aging. At this point, are we doing a disservice to some of the cats who are still phenomenal MCs and artists like Kanye West, like Jay-Z, like yourself, like KRS-One, by discarding them and saying, you're too old for this? Do these individuals still have something to offer to the culture? I mean, data don't lie. Just look at the Spotify, you know what I'm saying? But in order for you to keep up with the kids, they got to respect you, right? You still don't want to be the old room, the old guy in the room talking about, yo, in the year 1972, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> in order to do that, there's two parts of it, right? One is you got to be putting music out, and the music has to be as competitive to the music that they're putting out, right? And then you're just putting your information out, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like earlier last year, I did a mixtape called Inspired. I was taking everything, Kendrick Lamar, and just flipping it, and Kodak Black, everything. And that tape just made the kids completely go crazy. Because unless they hear you barring up, they don't know what you do. They're born later. You see what I'm saying to mm -hmm. you? So, but if you look at the longevity of what we have, I mean, think about it. I'm from cassette rates. So to go on Spotify and to pull up a record called Hendrix, and you're like, holy shit, it's 50 million streams, it's 100 million streams. How? Is this guy still doing that? And then when a kid hears it, he's like, yo, young Doug, young Doug, uncle is dope, man. Y'all need to hear why Clef John. They don't know nothing about the score. They just like, you know what I mean? And then when they start hearing this, they go back to going to November, they go back to the score. So I think our jobs as Triple OGs is to constantly keep putting dope out. And then the kids are going to find it. You did. Wyclef, an absolute yeah. pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much for making time. You already know, love is love and respect. Now they got ya, senorita, screaming Jesus. They found them things in the freezer. No retreater, hot like fever. Hit a rat, 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 that's the big sweeper. Shoot the leader, Mona Lisa, fell from the wall. Sat that fed, 
Sac à fête, sac à fête, sac à fête. Sac à fête, sac à fête, sac à fête. Sac à fête, sac à fête, sac à fête. Sac à fête, tu